It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. It seems like everyone greetings i am recording this podcast from an undisclosed location uh, in a hotel room high above a, a famous north american city and calling in my good friend everyone's friend drew martin how's it going drew yeah hey i am also calling in from an undisclosed location <laughs> where are you dude we we I, it's undisclosed nobody knows <laughs> Who could really be sure where I am right now? I could guess almost exactly where you are. But. No, no one, I'm undisclosed. <laughs> we are both, so this is our first undisclosed pod. Yeah, uh, the the audio quality on this pod will will not be as good as the other ones, but um, but we're making it work. We had to we had to get this pod out there because there were two nights of just amazing uh, bachelorette material given yeah. to us. Yeah, we're doing it for the fans. It was a great week, and uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Breakfast Burrito at Expatriate. Oh, so delicious. I miss it. I, I've been yeah. gone from it yeah. for too yeah. long. Uh, and on undisclosed locations, we can't access it. Yeah, we can't. Well, you you could probably access it pretty quickly, but <laughs> uh, I want to dedicate this pod to uh my cousin isaiah who's getting married on saturday whose wedding i'm going to he listens to the pod he might not listen to this one because he's got other things going on but uh dude if you're listening to this isaiah i'll see you saturday and i'm proud of you and i'm stoked for you yeah so shout out to isaiah and all the fans subscribing on itunes we appreciate it yeah uh Uh, crazy week dan so crazy we actually missed it monday night because we had a um a kind of a cool dinner. We were dining with Portland royalty Monday night. But uh, at an undisclosed location. At an undisclosed location with kind of the Portland elite dining scene. Um, but that being said, we missed the show, but Twitter had melted down so hard, we had to go back and watch it, and we are glad we did. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, I watched it last night um, when I got in here. and Or wait, two nights ago. It doesn't matter. But, uh, man, what were your thoughts on the uh, – we'll talk about the, the actual episode first and then get to the mental all. Yeah, you know, so um, it was a little bit spoiled for me uh, on, on Twitter. So by the time I got to it, um, you know, after the fact on, on DVR, uh, I knew that Luke got sent home. But if you remember from our preview pod, which we released uh, just before the episode started, I actually predicted that Luke was going to go home. Yeah, I was – I'm, I'm eating crow. I said he was not going home. You thought for sure Chase was going to go. Um, Which, so the lineup, yeah. yeah. And then then he, of course, ended up going home after all. So in the end, we were both correct. Dude, what is JoJo's deal, man? Uh, she has a type, Dan. I, she has a type, and it was so, like, it was stood out even more when, she, you know, Luke was the best dude left, maybe the best dude in the whole show uh, consistently, and he went home. And then Chase was kind of the next best dude. You know, like we said before, we rip on Chase a lot for just being a total snooze fest. Yeah. You know, dude's always crunching numbers and rounding off to, like, you know, the 10th power. But uh, <laughs> as boring as he is, uh, we didn't hate him. We don't hate him. He's just kind of kind of like, yeah, I, yeah. do I want to hang out with that guy? No, I don't want to talk equations all night. So um, so he went home, and, uh, and then remember the side-by-side with, Robbie and and Jordan did they not look like the exact same person? They they look very different to me. The, no, what 
this kind of pretty boy lineup of two dudes, both of them there under suspicious circumstances, both of them with drama from their recent ex-girlfriends swirling around them, yeah, like I, literally as the show is taping. I guess that's uh, true. Just kind of that, uh, you know, I don't know, man. The couple of dudes with the good hair and, uh, and, and the smirks and, uh, and, you know, JoJo's got a type is all I'm saying. So the good guys go home. Um, and she's left with uh, left with the drama, so she she got what she wanted. Uh, dude, Chase inadvertently gave us in my uh, in my opinion two of the greatest scenes in this entire season. Uh, one yes. of them being so like when they when they were in the fantasy suite and she like told him that she was sending him home or whatever, and he left. His whole like. He just didn't care anymore about being polite. He like left the way he left was pretty baller. And then yeah. as he got into the van, I don't know if anyone else noticed this. He like pulls out a beer and just cracks it open. Yeah. And, gets and into the he, van. as he's getting into the van, he says, "Is this the fantasy suite?" Yeah, dude, that <laughs> Such was a awesome. Great line. Such I, a great line because he was just like, "Hey, I got a ticket to the fantasy suite. This must be it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My taxi home. Cracks uh, beer just, open. Your point being, he just didn't care anymore. Um, he was super mad and, uh, a really funny moment with Chase too, before he got sent home when he was on his kind of final dates, uh, he was basically like, you know, he kept giving toasts like everywhere what? they went. He's like, he, he like kept toasting. Oh, I didn't he's notice like, that. Well, he's like, let's have a toast. My favorite one being, uh, he's like, Jojo, let's do a toast to trusting me. <laughs> oh was, yeah. I do remember that. That was his toast. It was so funny. <laughs> Okay, bro, the other... Dude is toasting everywhere, and then he does the toast to trusting me. The... And uh, he, he actually had a lot of great lines when he was just kind of emoting out of pure bitterness when he said, Jojo, I'm skewered, and I'm shattered. Oh, yeah, the skewered thing got me. <laughs> I, I'm both skewered. I'm laughing at his pain. Chase, if you're listening, I'm sorry, although I've been laughing at you this entire show, but <laughs> he was both skewered and shattered. <laughs> You've Sounds skewered like a me. dashboard confessional song. Dude, it probably is. Screaming infidelities, bro. Skewered and shattered and screaming infidelities. Uh, okay, the other hilarious chase scene was when he... I also think it was pretty cool. He like came back to uh, like apologize or kind of yeah. cl- clear the air. But yeah, baller exit and then a baller move to come back and say, hey, I lost my cool. And, uh, dude... Yeah, so yeah. he kind of ballered out. I respected that a lot. But but when he – so he like pulled JoJo aside from the rose ceremony and they were talking. Dude, did you notice there was like a literal – like an actual monkey lurking around Chase the entire time? Yeah, but that but that one was like super creepy. That monkey? Yeah. Dude, what, he was like – like kind of over the temple just being like being a super creepy monkey? Yeah, dude. It's the temple monkey. Dude, I mean, monkeys are creepy anyway. Don't get me wrong. You're Just creepy, creepy, dude. Animal. No, I'm, I'm an animal lover. My spirit animal is a wolf. Most people know that. Dude, uh, you're, you're clearly, obsessed with Harambe, dude. Clearly, Chase's spirit animal is a monkey i'm not obsessed with harambe i just think he went out on a bad note I mean, no one deserves no one deserves to go out like that <laughs> you heard it here first i'm not obsessed with harambe i just think he went out on a bad note <laughs> like being harambe, shot being shot to forgotten. death harambe is not forgotten <laughs> okay uh so chase it, it was he was a boring dude but like when he was sort of off the cuff and like pissed off i was like yeah. i thought he was cool yeah, he was super cool. Uh, it's, uh, he was 
he showed a side we had never seen, and you know, and he had a point. That's the biggest thing, right? Uh, JoJo is kind of cornering all these guys, making them basically say, "I love you." Uh, Luke didn't say it to her, uh, you know, to the level she wanted, and it, when he did, it was too little, too late. Uh, Chase said it, you know, and he, according to him, never really said it before. Um, yeah. And so he was just really, really hurt. Um, but yeah, so he was gone. I don't know if we need a debrief. Luke gone. That was, you know, just he was he was hurt. Um, but did you think during the men tell all they were kind of setting Luke up to be the next Bachelorette? Or do you want to talk about that in a minute? Let's talk about that in a minute. Okay. I feel like keep that in the back of your keep that question in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, the way JoJo, she's just like she she. I don't know, like, when she was explaining to Luke why he was going home, she, like, couldn't really explain, and and she was, like, hysterical, and, like, was second-guessing, sending him, like, she's just yeah. not sure of anything, or yeah. she's just knew, known that she was going to pick Jordan from the very start, so she doesn't have any good reason, like, dude, if... Dude, she might pick Robbie, I don't know, man, it's yeah, super weird. I don't know, but... Like, she completely lacks the ability to just, like, be real with a dude. Like, like Luke, yeah, listen, well, like, you're a great dude, but this just isn't working out. Or I like Jordan more. Or I like Robbie more than you. Like, it, that still sucks, but there's at least, like, a little more dignity in that, you know? Yeah. Dude, she was, to, to your point, she was literally hysterical. I mean, total emotional breakdown on both goodbyes. Yeah. You know, she, she did not... She was not able to keep it together, and, uh, and that brings up something interesting I want to talk about in a minute. Uh, but just really quick, kind of uh, close the loop on on you know those dates. You know, uh, two guys went home. A funny thing that happened during Robbie's date, like the only thing that I really even took notice of on Robbie's date, was you remember when he pulled out a note from his dad to read to her? Yeah, that was awesome, dude. Except he said the funniest part of that to me was. Hey, I was saying goodbye to my dad, and he stuck this note in the in the pocket of my jeans without me noticing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what is his dad? Some sort of wizard? He's like, like a, a sleight of hand master. So someone sticking stuff in my back pocket. I'm gonna know about it. I <laughs> yeah. God training will alert me to anyone's hand in that vicinity, and I'm ready. <laughs> that and, was pretty. Imagine uh, Robbie's dad, like, slyly, like, what if Robbie noticed, like, uh, dad, what, what are you doing, dude? Guys, what, what's uh, your hand uh, doing in my... Nothing, don't, don't look down there. In my butt pocket. <laughs> that was just such a funny thing, dude. Some serious <laughs> skills. Yeah. Uh, magicians around the world are proud of that move. So, uh, <laughs> actually, I didn't buy that story at all, uh, just because... You didn't buy it? I, I don't know, dude. He's sneaking stuff into someone's pants while they're wearing them. Robbie's dad, dude. Okay, Robbie's <laughs> family. They're a family of swimmers. They're slippery people, dude. Dude, especially when you're wearing a speedo under your pants, like you know Robbie is. You're gonna. There's even like you have extra sensory perception. I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> uh, that was hilarious to me. Uh, and then on Jordan's date, right? Is because remember we've talked about in the past. Every time she hits Jordan with the serious questions, which she's doing again on every date with Jordan, Dan, she's always asking, "Hey, is he ready to commit? Is he too good to be true?" Like I'm concerned. Like it's the same lines every single date. 
And we've talked about in the past how when she asks those questions, he just, like, goes in and makes out with her to, like, get her to stop talking. Yeah. So on their date, she takes him to a sacred temple with no kissing allowed. Dude, yeah, <laughs> that... you can't kiss me, you gotta talk to me and answer the questions. Drew, can I read you something really quick that you, yeah, with it. you just uh, reminded me of? So yeah. it, are you aware that Aaron Rodgers yesterday or the day before broke the silence on Jordan? No. Okay, what? I'm gonna read you. This is literally all that all that he said. Okay, uh, this is via CNN. Thank you, CNN. I haven't seen the show to be honest with you, so it hasn't really affected me a whole lot. And then he was asked uh, whether or not he's in contact with his family. Uh, he declined. He declined to comment on that, but he said, as far as those kinds of things go. I've always found that it's a little inappropriate to talk publicly about some family matters. So I'm just, I'm not going to speak on those things, but I wish wow. him well in the competition. <laughs> that's, that's a very, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's very, very political and very carefully worded to not bring any drama at all. Yeah. Probably uh, written by an agent. Uh, maybe. But yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, so silence broken. Aaron Rodgers is on record. I wish him well, yada, yada. Um, yeah, so I think you've kind of pinpointed the source of the drama in an earlier pod being between uh, Aaron and his girlfriend and not getting along with the family and them yeah. kind of cutting themselves off. So, Allegedly. Uh, yeah, so, I, dude, unless there's anything you want to say about Robbie's date or Jordan's date, like, they were just pretty boring uh, yeah, they were super boring. The only thing I'd want to say, it's not about either date, but about the episode in general. Yeah. Is this is the episode that, uh, as we touched about touched on this in the preview pod we, we launched, but this is the biggest problem I have with The Bachelorette. Um, you know, there's all sorts of problems, like just the accelerated uh, every aspect of the relationship and the forced intimacy and how you have to, you know, basically... Uh, expose all your deepest, darkest areas to create intimacy for the sake of yeah. a competition and force love for the sake of a competition. And this episode, it's like the fantasy suite, and we like we know we know what that's all about, right? Where they spend the night together. Like in what I, I, this is where this is why the Bachelorette doesn't make sense to me. Why these relationships just don't like they seem doomed from the start, right? Because like in what world view? Do you like? Are you in a committed relationship or engaged to someone? Yeah. When you were spending the night with somebody else, like literally nights before. Yeah. And everybody knows, right? Everyone's like on the same page with it. Like I yeah. was, I was down to these final three guys. In this case, final two guys, and I spent the night with both of them. But then, you know, a couple of days later, I'm going to get engaged to this one, right? Yeah. So. You're searching, and you're honestly, the thing is, you're honestly searching for relationships with both of them, or three of them, or however many, right? You're So you're trying to connect and build intimacy with, with different guys to see where the stronger connection is. But that's not how, that's not how it works, right? That's not how love works, how commitment and relationships work to build intimacy with multiple people and then narrow it down to one, right? Yeah. That's not how it works, and... It's just that's why these relationships in so many cases just don't like in my opinion, uh, they're just not real. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty ridiculous process, uh, but uh, it's highly entertaining. So 
it's higher entertaining. I know, but this, this, I just uh, like this whole concept just baffles my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, and and imagine how like awkward for the family. Like they're gonna go and meet JoJo's parents next week, mm-hmm. and like. The parents, the brothers, like, everybody knows what has happened so far. Yeah. Like, do you grill them on... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's totally, totally crazy. So, um, anyway, um, that was that episode. Any more thoughts on that before we briefly look at Ben Tell All? Nah, do you want to predict what happens? Uh, gosh, honestly... To me, Robbie and Jordan are the same person, and it's a complete coin flip. Okay, they're not the same. Robbie's a thousand times better. Uh, what? I like Dude, him. What, what you gonna do? Sit poolside and watch him swim laps all day? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's no, Maybe that's, that's the life, life she wants, dude. That's no life for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, who could say what's gonna happen? I yeah, still... I don't know. Dude... I feel like she doesn't pick anybody or something like that. It's something crazy. Yeah, so I'll say, barring something crazy, I'm going to say Jordan because we said Jordan on pod number one. So why change now? That's yeah. my stance. Uh, so we've always liked Luke better. We all we all know Luke's the best guy, but um, we've said we on pod number one we said Jordan's the front runner. So let's stick with it. Okay, I, I will say you missed. You said you missed the very end of the tell all. I missed the end due to the Democratic National Convention. Thanks a lot, Bernie. So, so my only my only thing, and I might be trying to read too much into it, Chris Harrison asked her, uh, he's like, JoJo, you obviously can't tell us uh, like the results, but can you tell us, are you happy? And she was just like, re- like obviously she's like trained to give a diplomatic answer. Yeah. But she, it was very much revolved around like, I'm like at peace with the decisions I've made instead of like, yes, I'm very like, you know, there's a difference. So she said she's happy with the decisions she's made, but it was, it's just weird. She, I don't know. She didn't seem like someone who was like, just met her or just got engaged, but I could be wrong. Uh, dude, let's get into it. The tell all. This was amazing television. It was amazing. It was so. Normally, those shows are so dumb and it's like they build up to try and build drama and they're kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. This was wildly entertaining. This was. This is what we've missed since Chad went home. Dude, Chad is amazing. He's a truth teller, dude. Dude, he was. He was completely off his rocker. He was telling truth, but. Honestly, there were moments where he sounded like a twelve-year-old girl to me. Like he was like just, and he was, and when he was talking too like faster than he was thinking, and he was saying things like wrong, you know. And oh was, yeah. Like it was so crazy, but he's insane, dude. He we joked about him finding uh, Jordan Rogers at home, like he threatened to, but he's looking up dudes' ex-girlfriends and dating them. Two of them. That's that's insane, Chad. You are a psycho, dude. And, and oh my, yeah, that was insane. Robbie's ex girlfriend, Grant's ex girlfriend, yeah. And and I I think Chris asked him like, hey, so are you like serious with either of them? And he was like, listen, it's not like I'm gonna marry either of them in like three weeks. 
Yeah. Which is like a really specific timetable to give like a very serious question. Yeah. And then when he said, when he like tried to basically say that Robbie threatened his ex-girlfriend and like had a really weird like answer when Chris tried to like dig deeper, he's like, he's going to get get her or something like really creepy. Yeah. And dude, can we talk about Chad's beard for a second? (laughs) Yeah. Go for it, dude. Weirdest, weirdest patchy beard. Really patchy. Uh, Nick, Nick tried to fight Chad, St. Nick tried to, like, step up, and, like, out of nowhere, that was such a bizarre sequence, we decided, I'm gonna fight Chad right now on national TV, that was, that was actually really stupid. Also, Chad would have, like, literally ripped that dude's limbs off. Yeah, and so, that, and that's why I think he did it, he tried to posture in that moment, knowing it wouldn't ever be a thing, mm-hmm. but he wanted to look like a big man, so he decided to stand up to Chad in that moment. Also, and by the way, can we talk about the security guard looking just a little bit undersized for that moment? Oh, yeah. They kept cutting to the security guard, a little tiny dude. <laughs> I was like, what's that guy gonna do? Yeah, for real. Uh, dude, that guy better be packing heat under that coat. Dude, Chad, Chad's reason for not fighting Nick was because they had dress shoes on. Yeah. He's like, dude, we're going to fall down. We're going to look ridiculous. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. It was, it was so amazing on so many levels when he when he told uh derek that his pocket square didn't match his shirt when dude. derek was like out, like outlining all these like legitimate concerns about him and he's like dude your pocket square doesn't match your shirt i was just about to say that that was amazing derek had like a very like linear like uh, argument against chad and chad like yeah. interrupts him well your pocket square doesn't match your shirt and then the camera yeah. did like a really quick zoom in and Sure yeah. enough, it was a white pocket square, and he was wearing like this blue striped suit. So, did, did you see the camera cut over at a totally unrelated moment just to Chad eating? Yeah, he had like <laughs> stuff in his breast pocket. <laughs> he was just sitting there eating. So it much meat. So, yeah, uh, so many things to debrief over this over Chad just being there, right? Uh, a I, hashtag we need to get trending. Evan pushed. Yeah, dude, Evan pushed Chad. Hashtag Evan pushed. We didn't know. Yeah. Hashtag Evan pushed. Evan, was... dude. Plot twist. Evan was the bully. Yeah, dude. I'm not kidding. He he Evan was. Evan was a psychological bully. Evan was a physical bully. Evan was a weird looking snitch bully. Gosh, I can't stand. He has like the most rat like features out of any be- thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, dude. Dude, there, there were people in the Mentel L lineup that I'd never even seen before. Yeah, why was the dude at the kilt there? And Jojo, when Jojo walked in, she's like, nice kilt. And then yeah. he, like, stood up. It's so embarrassing, dude. You know who You know who looked like he hated being there? Uh, or actually, two dudes, and it was Chase and Luke, who made it the yeah. farthest. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want to be a part of that. The other guys were just, like, clowns, and, you know, they, felt, they were both still feeling hurt over, yeah. you know, how close they got. But, uh. um... Perhaps the craziest moment of this episode was when Chad... I can't remember if we talked about this on the pod yet or if just when you and I talked before, but, uh, dude, when he, like, hey, can I say something to JoJo? And then was like, uh, hey, I wish you well. Uh, Robbie broke up with his girlfriend to come on the show and Jordan's a liar, but I wish you well. Like, in front... <laughs> dude, that was insane. That was a yeah, bold move. that was insane. Just a scorched earth yeah. uh, moment for Chad. Remember when Wells tried to flex on Chad with like, hey, I'm going to stand up and be a big man. And 
Chad, I'm going to let you know that I feel sorry for you, and you're a terrible person, but there's redemption, and he gave that whole speech. So dumb. Dude, Wells is such a twerp. I'm so glad that guy went home early. I was like, <laughs> come on, Dude, Wells. Wells is on, on anybody. Wells is on Bachelor in Paradise. Great. Uh, so we're, did, not done, we're not done with him yet. Speaking of, and this is an interesting dynamic, at the beginning of the tell-all, they did like a special preview for Paradise. Okay. And it, did you see it? Did you see it? I kind of uh, fast-forwarded, I think. Dude, so Chad is in it, and it looks like he's just like roid raging everywhere. But yeah. he, he and Chris Harrison get into an altercation. Oh, wow. He like... Has to, it looks like he has to be like rest- restrained from Chris Harrison. So, okay. If you know, like I, I think Chris is great. He seems like a really, really nice dude, and he's a good like moderator of uh, personalities and everything. But he seemed like super cold towards Chad during the tell-all. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because Chad did something, which he probably did. So. Yeah. Uh, wait, you're saying Chris Harrison seems what towards Chad? Cold, like cold what? or cool? really cold like okay so like not like not not having it yeah um, yeah so that's kind of like the the main stuff that entertains me from the mental all pretty much all chad related you know luke and luke and chase i thought were real thoughtful during their responses yeah uh do you think the questions he was asking luke and the way he was asking them are setting luke up to be the next bachelor to me it seemed obvious yeah i kind of got that vibe i are you ready to love again? Like he asked that two or three different ways. Yeah, and it know. it seemed like, well, I was trying to judge by that and by uh, audience responses to when the dudes were introduced. Yeah, and I think definitely Luke got a big applause, but then sadly the other one was freaking James. Oh, dude, bring that. Let's bring that up for a quick second. Yeah, James Taylor didn't say much, right? Yeah. Do you remember when he tried to jump on Chad early like everybody else and Chad said, James, you better keep your mouth shut. I got dirt on you. Yes. And then James didn't say much after that. Another point he started to interject, and I don't know if you caught this because it was really quick. When Chad was snapping at everybody, he said something to the effect of, dude, I'm warning you, you better not say anything. Like, oh, he said I... something to that effect really quick. Like, I'm warning you, it's like to James Taylor. And... Do you remember James saying anything to Chad other than those? No. Like, he was real quiet, real fast. Wow, that's interesting. Whatever, yeah, you should go back and watch it, actually, just like the 10 minutes or whatever. But uh, James, I think, is a little bit afraid of what Chad knows, because Chad's obviously been doing some digging. That's a great take, dude. Wow. Dude, dude, Chad, I wonder if the producers are worried that Chad, like, we've called him a truth teller this whole time, and... We said he pulled the curtain back this whole time. Do you think Chad could bring down the whole enterprise? Dude, maybe. Dude, he is like he's doing some work, like offset. I respect it. <laughs> the hero that we deserve, or no, the whatever. hero that we don't deserve. Well, I said whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Luke's the hero I deserve. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! What? Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I have refrained from sharing my political views on Luke's service so that you will not edit me out of this podcast. Dude, I I would have included it, but I Luke is an American hero and I'm not afraid of the enemies that he has defeated. I don't want you to lose your job, dude. <laughs> I'm 
not afraid. I'm not afraid. I've trained my whole life to meet the same enemies. Oh, man. Uh, Drew, anything else we want to talk about? Um, dude, you know, the, here's a question that everyone wants to know. Is, is John Woolley ever going to come on our pod? I pray. John. There's literally one, one more opportunity, John. John has, John has, um, we've, we've talked, our people have talked to John's people. John is driving some hard bargains. Uh, there's some steep prices to pay, but I'm willing to pay him if we can get John on the pod. Uh, yeah, I will pay whatever it costs. I, I do want to say, uh, I don't want to say that my vacation has been ruined by this, but pretty close. So we asked John to be on last week and, and it fell through, but... You and know, the week before, and it fell through. Well, yeah, before, but you know what yeah. John did have time for last week? To come into Willamette and shoot some video for John's sermon on Sunday. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? You're not going to come on the pod? But uh, we all make time. We all make time. Just kidding. We respect you a ton, John. Please, please come on the pod. Please come on the pod. <laughs> Uh, John, if it makes things any easier, Dan won't be on the pod, and you and I can do it together. Good luck setting it up, Drew. <laughs> Dude, how can it be? Just pull some cords around and <laughs> plug them into stuff. Oh, man. Uh, well, it was certainly an interesting week on The Bachelorette. Uh, next week next week will be a whirlwind. It's a, it's a doozy, a three-hour... Three oh, wait, so do we end next week? Does it end next week? Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Yep. Next week, all our questions will be answered. And for those that are wondering, our pod will soldier on. Obviously, our NBA takes are out there, but uh, we'll be dropping pods. Don't worry. Yeah, we got some other content uh, we're excited to share. Yeah. Uh, this would have been a good week, Dan, for the rival pod to launch because you, you know we're definitely at our weakest point. Yeah, uh, getting getting the pod up late, calling in from undisclosed locations, mm-hmm. struggling with some technical issues. Uh, but I think the rival pod is staying silent. They're afraid. Yeah, interesting. Or interesting. they possibly don't know how to set up a pod. So <laughs> I uh, be interested yeah. to. So this would have been this would have been a prime time to strike, but mm-hmm. uh, Imi- yeah. imitation is the deepest form of flattery, too. So we we, we soldier on. Yep, uh, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us uh, for the possibly bad audio. I don't think it will be that bad, but not as good as normal. Uh, and we I think will... I sound good. I think I sound real good. No, I'm going to have to tweak a lot of things on your mic, dude. <laughs> check, uh, check my levels. <laughs> no, guys, it was, uh, it was a great episode. We'll be back next week. With Krillin saying something about blowing hair Jesus black life ain't metal I know I talked to his daddy Say you the man of the house now Look out for your family He has ordered my steps Gave me a sword with a crest And gave Donnie a trumpet In case I get short and some breath.